0: Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. I'm honored to be your guest for these next few minutes. Here we are on Friday, the last day of the month of June, also the beginning of the weekend for what we know as the July 4th weekend. And here at Antioch we are uh, patriotic and we will celebrate this July 4th weekend by having not only a wonderful service in the morning and a time of reflecting on the Judeo-Christian heritage of our nation and the Word of God that was preached and lived in those days that prompted our desire for freedom. We'll be talking about that preaching about that in the services Sunday morning. Now, everything gets underway at 10. And then for a Bible study, 11 for the morning worship service. And then following the morning worship service, we will have a wonderful 4th of July meal there in the gymnasium. We invite you to come be a part of this special services this weekend, this Sunday, as we celebrate the way our forefathers celebrated our independence by reminding us of our dependence upon God You see, the American Revolution was a total dependence upon God, not an independence from God, an independence from the tyranny that we were under from England, but a dependence upon Jehovah God. That's what the American Revolution was about, while the French Revolution was exactly the opposite. It was a declaration of independence from God from God's control, from the Word of God, from the preaching of God's Word. That's the reason so many Christians were killed in the French Revolution. And can I say that's not what the American Revolution's all about, but this coming Sunday we want you to be here and be part of this special celebration and let's enjoy the time together. Now, our church very easily found. We're located right there at Exit 7 off Interstate 81 in Bristol, Virginia, adjacent to the interstate next door to the Bojangles Restaurant. We'd love to have you come. Uh, you know, just reflecting back on the history of America, the Judeo-Christian ethics, and here as we close out the month of June and we're getting into the uh, weekend here, Now, just remind us that all of this began long before 1776. You go all the way back to our founding fathers, and they came to this land depending on God and wanting a place to worship and to worship their Lord as the dictates of their heart prompted them to do that. And I think that's exactly why they were here. We read many bits of information from old history And find these statements over and over again that they came for the freedom of worship. They came for the freedom of speech. They came looking for what God would allow them to have and to be in their lives and the lives of their children. Let's don't forget that. For instance, just to show you how dependent our culture was on God and to the Judeo-Old Testament, New Testament ethics. That's what Judeo-Christian ethics is all about. The uh, Delaware Constitution, the state constitution for Delaware, September 21st, 1776, our Declaration of Independence had just been declared, and here's what it says in their state constitution. Every person appointed to any office shall make and subscribe the following declaration. Here's what they had to swear to. I do profess faith in God the Father and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, and in the Holy Ghost, one God, blessed forevermore. And I do acknowledge the holy scriptures of the Old and the New Testament to be given by divine inspiration." Now, that is a direct quote from the State Constitution of Delaware of September 21st, 17 and 76. Tells you how the culture was in those days. Old Testament, New Testament served as the benchmark for evaluating and judging culture and virtue, and without culture's and realizing that the Old Testament was the benchmark, the New Testament is the benchmark, these Judeo-Christian ethics is the benchmark for evaluating culture and virtue. If you don't have that, friend, then how are you going to keep your freedom? And how are you going to have a just government if you don't take the Word of God? Uh, 1776, Pennsylvania State Constitution reads something like this. Each member before he takes his seat, shall subscribe to this belief. Listen to this. I do believe in one God, the Creator and the Governor of the universe, the Rewarder of the good and the Punisher of the wicked, and I do acknowledge the Scriptures of the Old and the New Testament to be given by divine inspiration. So there is the Delaware Constitution The Pennsylvania Constitution, all of them ascribing that the Word of God, Jehovah God's Word, Old and New Testaments, was to be our guide, our inspiration, our direction. It was to be the very foundation of our government. But actually, this came about even before then, in 1776, because there was a great awakening in America during the 1730s and 1740s, a revival movement blazed throughout the colonies. Uh, Most pastors before this period uh, merely read their theologically dense sermons, and I'm quoting here from Dr. Andrew Phipps' book on ministries, and they were, after reading some of these, were only theologically dense sermons, But Jonathan Edwards and George Whitefield had more to say. The Edwards message on sinners in the hands of an angry God has often been called the greatest sermon ever preached. It sparked a great awakening across the colonies. This was during the 1730s and 1740s. And what they wanted to do, both these preachers, a look back to the teachings of the pilgrims and sought to resurrect the fear of God. Edwards along with George Whitfield began preaching messages such as the one that Edwards preached that sparked the great Awakening and Whitfield came and continued it on sinners in the hands of an angry God. let me read you just a little bit from that message of Jonathan Edwards and I quote, He says, There is no other reason to be given why you have not dropped into hell since you arose this morning, but that God's hands has held you up. There is no other reason to be given why you have not gone to hell since you have sat here in the house of God, provoking His pure eyes by your sinful, wicked manner of attending His solemn worship. Yea, there is nothing else that is to be given as a reason why you do not this very moment drop down into hell. And I quote again, And now you have an extraordinary opportunity, a day wherein Christ has thrown the door of mercy wide open and stands in calling and crying with a loud voice to poor sinners, a day wherein many are flocking to him and pressing into the kingdom of God, Many are daily coming from the east, the west, the north, the south. Many that were very lately in the same miserable condition that you are in are now in a happy state with their hearts filled with love to Him who has loved them and forgiven them and washed them from their sins in His own blood. That's just a portion of the message of Jonathan Edwards' Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. George Whitfield. Says it's a poor, poor sermon that gives no offense, that neither makes the hearer displeased with himself nor with the preacher. Uh, he says, Mere heathen morality and not Jesus Christ is preached in most churches, Whitfield said about those days. Certainly, we can see the great influence of God in the founding of America. Hey, join us in church this Sunday and we'll have much more information to share with you. God bless you. Keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.